This is Mid-Missouri's Total Sports Station, KTGR, and it's time to get big. That was a big-time answer right there. You've got the big show with Andy and Brent serving up sports talk from Mizzou to the pros. And everything in between. Join us now on the KTGR hotline and sound off on today's biggest stories in sports. The big show starts now. You bet it does. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the big show. On ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR, your total sports station in Mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. It's Andy Humphrey and Brendan Schaefer here. No producer Chris Mitchell today, but he will be back later this week. Give us a call or a text at 875-KTGR because we've got our edition of the good, the bad, and the ugly from the NFL wildcard weekend. I'm sure there will be a few things, maybe a few, said about the Eagles. Only a few. Are we changing the name of the segment to the good, the bad, the ugly, and the downright disgusting? If so, yeah, we'll have a category for them. My goodness. Yeah, that's probably uh, good, bad, and ugly, and Jets. We've had Jets as their own category, but there needs to be a new category probably for what the Eagles put up last night. Uh, We'll get to that. We'll also talk injuries with the injury expert, Will Carroll. How the heck did Patrick Mahomes' helmet crack on Saturday? We'll get uh, Will's thoughts on that uh, coming up at 425. And we'll talk some uh, Mizzou hoops. Hoops, They play tonight at 530, so we will get out at 530 to let you get to coverage of that. Can the skid stop anytime soon? for this Tiger Hoops team. We'll talk about it at 505. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us. You can also tweet us at KTGR Big Show and find us on Facebook, too, at facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Now, the Big Show's Big Deal. So we now know for sure, we didn't know around this time yesterday, but now we know for sure that it is Chiefs-Bills on Sunday night at 530. Chiefs were awaiting official word on who their opponent would be but because the bills beat the steelers last night 31 to 17 that means the bills get to host the chiefs for what will be the chiefs first true road playoff game since 2016 and the first one for patrick mahomes as quarterback so that obviously adds to the intrigue so that'll kick off at 5 30 on sunday as the chiefs and bills meet up once again in the postseason Mizzou men's hoops tonight. Tigers are looking to get their first SEC win still. They've started 0-3. Alabama is the opponent. They are 3-0 to start in conference play, and we will see them at 6 o'clock tonight. You'll hear it on KTGR. That's the big show's big deal on this 16th day of January, 2024. 875-KTGR if you want to give us a call or a text. We'll get to uh, a lot of that uh, coming up when it comes to Mizzou hoops. But as always, when we get around this time and uh, we make sure that uh, the music's playing, as a matter of fact, too. So let's uh, get that there. Don't you, don't you love modern technology? It's fantastic. It's Good, bad, and ugly. Call or text us with yours, 875-KTGR, 573-875-5847. Ooh, 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 can I go? I, I, go, I got one. Go can right go? ahead. Okay, I'm going to call the Eagles really, really bad and ugly and disgusting in any category in the negative that you want to come up with. I, I support it. I would say ugly is the closer Whoa. description. 
There, can you think of an NFL team that had as high of expectations as the Eagles coming into this season? First game to last game. Just how much of a tailspin it's been for this organization. My goodness. But, I mean, you could even, like, isolate it to cut the season in half because they were good the first half. Ten they and one, weren't they? Great yeah. record. And... Then it just completely fell apart, and it was like, oh, okay, well, a bad game here. All right, another bad game, but surely, you know, they're the Eagles. They'll figure it out. They never did. They never did figure it out again and got absolutely blasted by the Tampa Bay Bucks, the most mediocre division winner of this NFL season, and it wasn't even a contest. They looked like they just weren't even ready to play, capable of playing, offense, defense, uh, Special teams, like, I mean, it was just terrible last night for the Eagles. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Even the tush push didn't work. Tush it, push it, yeah, got figured they out. Had nothing. Now that was maybe a little unfair because I think the defender had grabbed the face mask of Jalen Hurst. But oh, okay. still, I mean, it, you're right. It didn't end up working out, and that was the one moment where you're like, okay, they scored a touchdown. Maybe find a little momentum, and like you say, even the automatic turns out to not work for them in that moment. I can't explain it. It's really inexplicable. I They just completely kind of ran out of gas collectively. The, the tackling by the defense, that was probably more yeah. pathetic to me than the offense. It just looked, I didn't understand. Like, I, there's got to be some explanation, but I've, I, I was at a loss for words. I know that they weren't like heavy favorites in this game because of their recent skid. People coming into this game expected it to be a tight game. But I didn't buy it. I was like, okay, it's the Eagles. Now we're in the playoffs, and they're going to they're gonna do what they do. And they, they didn't. It was alarming, to say the least. It's time for Nick Sirianni to go. I think so. I, I, I like, never that, thought I would that support is a, that. That is a playoff game that you are not ready for, that you are vastly unprepared for, that your team does not want to play in, or at least it seemed that way. You cannot that there are zero excuses for that in a league of this caliber, even if the season isn't going the way that it should have been. I just I can't fathom how a team as talented as the Eagles can show up with that little fire for a playoff game. It's inexcusable to me. Here's the scenario for you. I think we should wake up a week from now and the longest tenured head coach in the NFC East should be Brian Dable. Like, that's the only guy that shouldn't get fired. Rivera already got fired from the Commanders, and I think both teams that were from that division and played a playoff game this weekend, I think the head head coaches of both those teams should go. Um, But honestly, if I had to pick one or the other, surprises even me to say it, I think maybe Sirianni more so than McCarthy. Needs to be fired more than McCarthy does? Like, I think they both have to be gone. Yeah. But that, how do you explain... What happened to the Eagles over the final stretch of the season other than, yeah, the house isn't in order? I mean, that's just unbelievable. I mean, you put it on him. I, I do think Jalen Hurts uh, deserves some of this blame, too. It's It, it falls on the quarterback also. Uh, these types of leadership questions that we've had about this team for weeks and weeks now with how they've been playing. And, and look, it, quarterback's not... Not immune from those, so I I don't think it's been a good year for Jalen Hurts. He now has to kind of prove next year that he can still be a top five quarterback in this league because right now he's not. He, he got his bag of money though, didn't he? He did. He got his bag. Yeah. Well, yeah. good for him.
I mean, yeah, it, and, and look, it's a team-friendly deal. Like, I think it's, you know, going to be well below the market value of an NFL quarterback five years from now. But, I mean, he's got the, he's got the money. Um, so, I, I don't know what happens there. I think the Eagles can still build around him, but it's uh, it's not looking great right now. Defense looked pathetic. I honestly, and he's since announced his retirement, I thought Jason Kelsey looked terrible last night. In his la- the last game he's going to play, I was like, why yeah. is he just getting pushed back and missed a sign? I mean, it was crazy. But that tells me that it was deeper than just one or two things going wrong. There had to be just something internally where those guys, knowing what's at stake, weren't able to get up for that game. That's the only explanation. And, yeah, the ugly, again, Andy, if you do, if you want to create a new category this week for the Eagles specifically, I would allow for that because that was shameful performance by Philadelphia. Well, yeah, shameful is a good category to have this be in. It's very shameful. And the Eagles deserve all of the blame that they are getting today, and it's all honestly not enough. 875-KTGR. Call or text us. What else did you think was good, bad, and ugly from the weekend of NFL football? Chiefs and the good. Chiefs, uh, very. Yeah. I, I thought very impressive to move the football against that team. Now, granted, they're not playing the, the best defense, and that was already a depleted unit. But you took care of business, and I think mostly we we saw what the blueprint through the playoffs can be for the Chiefs. What the blueprint for victory can be, and that is. Riding that defense and making sure that you that you build off of the momentum that they give you, that you don't miss opportunities to uh, capitalize on big stops, or maybe big turnovers, or things of that nature. They're going to make plays. It just comes down to whether Patrick Mahomes and company can can use that to their advantage and get the the opposing defense on its heels and, and find ways to win that way. But. I thought they did a good job of that this weekend. And they did, and their reward is a trip to Buffalo after the Bills cleaned things up last night. Um, Yeah, I mean, Bills did what they had to do. I don't even know if I can put any team in the good that got to draw the Steelers in round one because we knew what the outcome would be. But Buffalo put up some points. Josh Allen maybe had a little bit of a a fake slide there, Andy. I don't know if you you caught that on his 52-yard touchdown run where some people were complaining. That he kind of beats the defender because if you go into the slide, then obviously the defender has to. You can get flagged for that, right? You you can technically get flagged as the quarterback, I believe, for the fake slide. I'm pretty sure you can in college. I don't know 100% if you can in the pros, but I think that's a thing. But he really sold it well because he's just kind of maneuvering and dodging and dipping in all different directions and made it very believable if that is what he was attempting to do. But. The Bills are going to be a tough challenge for the Chiefs. I agree, though. Like, they did enough this week for me to at least have a, a bit of doubt because coming into the playoffs, I really thought the Chiefs were cooked. I'm like, I just, they'll win that first game, but, man, Buffalo's going to be a challenge. Well, now I'm starting to kind of, I'm, I'm close to a coin flip on it, Andy. I'm, I'm truly yeah. not sure which way I'm going to go when we do uh, we do the who you got later this week. Bills are three-point favorites, I believe, yeah. So, is that right? That seems yeah, about that's, yeah. That's, that's kind of what we said that. yesterday. Two and a half, three. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Going to be interesting to see where where that line goes throughout the week. Eight seven five fifty eight forty seven. Give us a call or a text. Uh, Cowboys. I put closer to bad than ugly, but I mean, you, you can probably say ugly for certain aspects of what happened in that game. The the defense just no showed. That that's what happened. Look, 
Jordan loves a good quarterback. I, I think people have been a little hard on him this year. He he's fine. He's he, he's a good NFL starting quarterback, and that's hard to come by. So I don't think we should ding him for not being a top ten guy. I, he was good in that game, and he he showed that he can stick around in this league. He was facing nobody. Like uh, the defense, it was weird. Was it, <laughs> Swiss cheese? It was. Who would just, you? Who yeah. played worse defensively between the Cowboys and the Eagles this week? If you had to, the pick. Cowboys. I. I think it was the Cowboys. It is a hard question. No, I I think so. I watched the Eagles game more closely because I had the dinner on on Sunday with the Cowboys game. But every time I saw a Cowboys play defensively, it was Romeo Dobbs standing on the star just waving wide wide open for Jordan Love to hit him. No, and and there was another blown coverage. Like, I think it was was Musgrave who was quite literally 30 yards away from any other human being on the field and just... It was total collapse by that Why unit. did it have to happen this way for two teams, like especially yeah. the Cowboys, because we saw it coming from the Eagles a little bit, but the Cowboys, man, why did it have to be like, this way? I don't I, think that was due to a lack of effort either. I think they actually were trying, but it was just dreadful. Dan Quinn's still their defensive coordinator. Still, Is that, yeah, yeah, that's he him. shouldn't get a head coaching job. I, I'm going to put my foot down I on that I agree one. with the, that. Yeah. I don't understand why he's even a candidate. And after that performance, maybe he won't be. But, I, you know, they, yeah, it was – did you did you come down on bad or ugly for the Cowboys? I, I'll, I think I'll go honestly, bad. I, I think it's okay. bad. But closer to I bad. Think be, you know, but because of the expectations, you're playing in Jerry World. You, yes. You get the, the, the high seed to host that home game. I just – it's ugly for that fan base and for, like, I don't care if Jerry Jones loses sleep over anything. I don't like the man. But if you're in his seat and knowing how much he wants to have success, what do you do with that coaching position is definitely an interesting question. And I, it's just so crazy. He's a guy who, if he likes you, you have a good relationship, you're probably safe. I think he likes Mike McCarthy personally. But can he not look past that to realize that with all the crazy decisions he's made over the years, in the the effort of trying to get the Cowboys back, that you've got a head coach who is just, you know, bland white bread. He's just wonder bread. Not you know, it's fine. He's serviceable, but he's not. He's not going to get you over the hump. And I just can't believe that he would go another year with that. The way they failed in the playoffs at home. That's for me why it's ugly because of the expectations. Well, yeah, they were pumped up big time and. There are clear ways to fix it. I, that's where I kind of come down. I think there are clearer ways to fix what's happening in Dallas. Get rid of that coach. Get somebody new in there. That's all you got to do. Belichick great... should be coaching in the NFC East. Yes. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. of those, it should one be of those a race teams. for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who, but somebody's got to hire him there. But, but then I think the Cowboys have a pretty darn good team after that. Eagles... Yeah, I, it, I think it runs a little bit deeper. Like, it, there's there's a culture issue going on there. And for as much as I said Jason Kelsey played poorly yesterday, he was a huge reason that they were successful. Like, he is the tush push. I think he's as important, if not more important, than yeah. Hurts to that operation. Yeah. Because you look at the room he always has when they do it. It's because of Jason Kelsey getting that push. So, like, that's not going to be just, a, you know, kind of brushed it aside to lose him sort of thing. And yeah, they'll have to they'll have to figure some things out across the board. But uh, you know, it's if you're a hater of either of those teams, 
you enjoyed it, but it's kind of funny because if you hate one of those teams, it means you probably root for the other one. Yeah. And you had a terrible weekend as well. So it's just misery loves company, I guess. 875-KTGR. Give us a call or a text. Tell us what you thought was good, bad, and ugly from the weekend. Shane texting in. The good, the Chiefs defense looking awesome. The bad, Tyreek Hill trying to act tough on the field with short sleeves on and then wanting a coat as soon as he realized how cold it was. That's funny. And uh, the ugly has to be the face-flopping Eagles. Uh, yeah. So, that was pretty bad. Yeah, it was bad. On that Chiefs game, did you see the uh, the video, I guess, on social media of Snead just chipping Tyreek Hill off the line and then Tyreek oh, yeah. Hill retweeting it, and he said, yeah, he chipped my ass out to Cancun. <laughs> because his season that is, is over, where Tyreek Hill is as we speak. If he's not there, he's free to go there at this point. Right, yeah. But it was I I like that he had at least a little bit of a sense of humor. Like I I know that there were, you know, thoughts about the way that his tenure in Kansas City ended and if the Chiefs had him, I think they'd be better off. But I, I honestly I think he still has a pretty good sense of humor about it even though he is very he loves himself some Tyreek Hill and when he goes on a podcast and talks about it. It's like, oh, enough of this guy. But I thought that was kind of funny. He, yeah. he does have a sense of humor about it all and probably a lot of love for a lot of the players still in Kansas City. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think there's love. I mean, there's no kind of animosity there, I think. But, uh, again, Chiefs show that they can withstand in those elements uh, pretty clearly. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us here on the show. David's here. On the KTGR hotline. I wonder who he's going to say was good this weekend. David, what's up? You know, Brendan, it's actually going to surprise you because uh, my good was from a game that you apparently didn't watch. And I think you've <laughs> got to go back and watch that Lions game because. You probably do. Hooper Nakua is insane. He's like, awesome. In, in a losing effort, he just popped off. So, like, if you haven't gone back and watched his highlights, you got to go check that out. That would be my good for the weekend. All right. Um, that's the fantasy yeah. football player in, in David H., by the way. That's why he's noticing well, individual actually, performance. It's the sad fantasy football player who has Super Cup in Dynasty, but I'm just going to have mm-hmm. to get over that. Um, mm-hmm. The bad would be, you know, all these blowouts. And I feel like with the Super Wild Card Weekend format, you, you're, you're going to be susceptible to this if you let teams like, uh, you know, like, whoever that team is, the Cowboys, the Eagles, if you let these these fraudulent teams into the playoffs like that, yeah, right. you're going to see more opportunities like this. Cleveland Browns <laughs> got, got popped, too, by somebody. I don't yeah, know who, who beat them. Who beat them? So it was, most, it was mostly cheeky because, uh, you know, they had 11, 11 and 12 wins, Cowboys and, and Eagles. Uh, no, I know. But, thank you, David, uh, for explaining your own joke. That makes it better. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. I just had to get it to the, the people who are in the room. Ugly was uh, the conditions up there in Buffalo. Um, it looked like a lot of fun uh, to be a fan up there in the stands and, and throw snow up whenever there was a touchdown scored. But that's going to be a, a test for the Chiefs. It's wild that that's Mahomes' first road playoff game. Uh, but the Bills are also pretty beat up, so it should be tight would be my guess. We'll see. Appreciate the call, David, here on the Big Show, KTGR. Your face when he's talking is so funny to watch. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, boy. Here, uh, would you rather have had, like, if you were going to go to a game, the situation in Kansas City where, obviously, it was super cold and your beer is frozen yeah. before you could take a sip. Sure. Or Buffalo, where they basically said, hey, guys, I know you got your tickets and whatnot, but you could just sit wherever because 
there's snow on all the seats, <laughs> and so we just can't really we can't really legislate this tickets. today. It's like you can, or you've you got to like you, you have to physically clear your own seat off, which would have been more difficult for you as a fan. That is a lot of work to uh, to, to get that done, but I think I'd endure that over negative ten. As I long so as it's like, you know, something like 20, 25 degrees. You'd like, be even I, 20 I could, degrees, right, and yeah. I could probably drink my beer in peace, you know? It's still hella cold, but man. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be in that snow there, which makes it even colder. But you I better mean, have <laughs> thick socks and boots on your feet. That's hey, what I'm yeah. thinking. I mean, as long as you're well-equipped for it, you can make it happen. The people in Missouri were because they have all that hunting gear. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many hunters are out Buffalo Way when it comes to wildlife and such, but I think that the, the folks that went to the Chiefs game, they were all pretty well covered, I have to yeah, imagine. Wearing their large boots and uh, all the different layers, things like that. They you were, think anybody snuck in alcohol? <laughs> it probably wouldn't have been very difficult, uh, you know? No, I don't think it would have been. 875K. All the layers. If you want to call it. I'm just wondering. Yeah, no, no, I, I know. I'm just not. <laughs> oh. I hope it didn't freeze. If they did, that would have been awkward. That would have been rough. Yeah, you went through all that work. You went through all that planning, and then suddenly, oh, now it's darn just an it. ice cube. Dang it. Gotta wait till later. 875-5847. Call or text us. Or you can uh, comment on our Facebook page, too. Facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Tell us what was good and bad and ugly from the weekend in the NFL. And I'll just say CJ Stroud and not say anything else. So I'll just. Yeah, I mean, he was great. And uh, I'm telling you, it's it's coming. I predicted it. All right. I believe in it. The Ravens. Just take the over. Ravens, Texans. I don't know who's going to win. All right. Whoever touches the ball last wins. I'm trying to manifest. So we'll see. I'm ready. I'm ready for that. No, I'm not. 875-5847. Uh, to Where's give us Chris? your thoughts on good, bad, and Chris's ugly. thoughts on the, yeah, the Ravens know. battle with the Texans. That's what's going to be interesting because no, he's like a pseudo-Ravens fan or whatever. Of. I have no idea. Uh, let's go out to the KTGR hotline once again. Uh, hello, who is this? Hello? hello? This is old Tom. Uh, who, who is this? This is old Tom. Old Tom, you're on the big show. What was good and bad and ugly from the weekend? Well, um, my... Um, my good for the weekend is is I have an incredibly great landing spot for head coach Bill Belichick. Where? He should be the head coach of his granddaughter's flag football team. Whoa. Thank you. Whoa. Hey, I don't Hang I'm not even on. gonna argue with that. Uh, no, appreciate I'm the call, it. Tom, here on the big show. Look, I'm no I'm no Bill Belichick, you know, disciple. I'm you know, I never liked the guy, but I can recognize greatness and so I'll I won't say anything too disparaging other than his team was really bad this yeah. year. And that's probably why he got fired. Well, we'll, so, s- hey, we'll see if he lands somewhere else. I think he can succeed somewhere else, maybe for a year or two. 875-5847, give us a call or a text. We'll talk more good, bad, and ugly throughout the show. But up next, the injury expert Will Carroll joins us. How the heck did the helmet crack for Patrick Mahomes during that game that was uh, hella cold on, on Saturday night? We'll get Will's thoughts on that and much more about NFL injuries during the playoffs here on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Big Show's on at 429 KTGR and KTGR.com. You can keep texting us your good, bad, and ugly from the NFL weekend here, 875-KTGR. Uh, or you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show to 
tell us what you thought about the NFL weekend. There were uh, a few injuries uh, to discuss as well, and just some some odd things happening uh, during Wild Card Weekend too. And uh, here to talk with us about it, the injury expert Will Carroll. You can find him on Twitter at injury expert and subscribe to uh, his newsletter under the knife at Substack.com for anything baseball related, and then fanbuzz.com for football injury info. Will, uh, I hope you're staying somewhat warm, uh, or at least uh, yeah. going through some of the snow that we've had here a little bit. Yeah, it's been uh, rather cold. Not quite as cold as it looked there in Kansas City the other night, or even in Buffalo last night. No, it was um, definitely interesting circumstances for that Miami and Kansas City game on Saturday night. And Featured a uh, helmet crack uh, from Patrick Mahomes as he kind of dove forward on one of those plays. You could see it in Mm. slow-mo on the replay afterwards and, and, you know, maybe just a a product of the the conditions. But I just wonder are your thoughts on uh, on those types of situations uh, when it gets so cold – whether there are, uh, aside from it being uh, just frigid temperatures and the, the usual dangers with that, yeah. when playing football in it, how different it can be safety-wise for those guys. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that you have to realize about that. Let's talk about that crazy helmet crack first. And it had nothing to do with the cold. At least they can't prove that. I talked to two different helmet manufacturers None of them would comment on the record because they're like, look, we we weren't there. We don't have the helmet. We haven't tested it yet. Uh, Another one has said they've seen that. If you get hit in just the wrong way, uh, a helmet will crack. You know, Uh, you you let somebody go head to head like that, which should be an ejection. Let's get that out of the way. It should be an ejection. Some of that's on Mahomes for dropping his head into the, the play. But a lot of it is the the Dolphins defender, I forget who it was, led with his head. That's something that needs to be out of the game. But the helmet itself um, can crack. It's unusual circumstances. Certainly it's easy to think the cold had something to do with it, but we don't know that. Uh, I actually remember this is probably 10 years ago when there was the first start from the NFL trying to put some money into let's make a better helmet, which was one of their smartest moves ever. And we've seen uh, actually uh, helmets get better, new helmets come in. Mahomes wears that quarterback-specific helmet. Uh, if you watch the Eagles, I'm sorry, uh, but Jason Kelsey uh, in, in, over the last couple of years has worn uh, a, a very specific lineman helmet, and, and that's getting more adoption as well. Uh, but uh, I think this was like 10 years ago. I was talking to somebody who wanted to show me this new helmet, and what it did was shattered. You know, if you think about a, a race car going into the corner and getting in a wreck, you see all the pieces flying off the energy being dissipated, and that's what it's for. You know, all our cars have crumple zones, and if you see uh, you know, things shattering, that's energy that's not going into the passenger or, or into the driver. So he was like, look, it's going to take all this impact away from the head. And I was like, but <laughs> then you have to have three or four helmets in a game or more, and you're going to have all this carbon fiber laying all around on the ground, not exactly safe. So it wasn't the most practical solution, but the helmet in that instance did exactly what it was supposed to do. Um, what didn't was the NFL, who let him play with a broken helmet for the next couple of plays. Yeah, well, I mean, nothing really surprises us anymore. But uh, the Chiefs will will now head to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. That's a mm-hmm. team that sustained quite a few injuries in their win over Pittsburgh yesterday. What do you know about how 
Buffalo stands heading into the next round of the playoffs, getting to host the Chiefs, but maybe a little banged up in the process. Yeah, I mean, they, they are going to be uh, in similar weather, we have to think. Maybe not quite as much uh, snow, uh, having to shovel it off and let the team, uh, you know, the, the team's fans uh, bring it back. But they've got a number of injuries. They've had a number of injuries all season long. I think the big one has to be Gabe Davis with that knee injury. Uh, I wonder whether or not that PCL uh, healed enough uh, you know, he, he's going to be day-to-day again, uh, and that's something you're, he's not going to be able to just heal up overnight. Uh, yeah, they've they had these these questions all season long, going all the way back to the, the quirky injury from Naheem Hines. Uh, you have to worry about the defense. Uh, Bernard uh, was banged up. Uh, they're already down there with, with Dodson and Milano out for the season. Uh, Taron Johnson and Rasul Douglas are both banged up. So it could be a very significant situation uh, in what should be a very, very physical game. Will Carroll, the injury expert with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. Glad that the uh, the Texans advanced uh, in resounding fashion, the uh, the, the way that they did, uh, and C.J. Stroud looking the way that he did. But he, of course, needs the, the pass catchers to, to look that way, and uh, the Texans kind of dealing with some injuries in the receiver room. Noah Brown, uh, of course, and then uh, Robert Woods, I think, missed practice today. What's kind yeah. of the, uh, the, the situation you're looking at with the Texans as they try to make sure their offense is as full strength as can be? Yeah, I'd say it's not going to be. I mean, when when you're down three, four, five on the depth chart, you're not going to get the same kind of production. C.J. Stroud looks good, but he does have to have somebody to throw to. Uh, you got to worry about whether he's going to lose his offensive coordinator. Uh, you always think of those coaching situations, but this is just kind of the perfect storm. Stroud's been very, very good. He's had guys like Tank Dell and Nico Collins step up. Uh, would they have meshed as well with other guys? We, we simply don't know, especially in Dell's case. Uh, he, he was good, not great in college. Uh, Collins, I don't think very many people drafted Nico Collins in your uh, fantasy draft coming into this year. I bet they will next year. But with Woods and Mechie, uh, who, who it's great to see him back out there doing things after missing last season with cancer, he's still not – I hate to include cancer on any – injury list he's just been banged up he's always been a slight guy even when he was at alabama so losing brown now you're back to robert woods who only had about a dozen snaps uh you're down to xavier hutchinson who is completely not proven i think they're going to have to run more i think they're going to have to use their backs more devin singletary is okay uh out of the backfield as a receiver Uh, but dalton schultz has been uh just an absolute lifesaver and a great signing for the texans so I i think stroud can still be stroud but uh, he's got a tough assignment coming up. We'll see just how far uh, this rookie coach and rookie quarterback can go. The resident Texan fan, Andy Humphrey, already on pins and needles for that matchup <laughs> next weekend. Uh, fan base that's not on pins and needles about the outcome of their season uh, because they already know it. And you apologize to that group already, Will. I'm talking about the Eagles. Wow. I don't, I don't even know what to say about the collapse from this team in, in recent weeks down the final stretch of the season. And then you have kind of the cherry on top. Jason Kelsey was an important part of that offense has announced his retirement. What do you make of where the Eagles stand right now? And and do you think it's reasonable to be talking about Sirianni's job status? No, because he was everybody's all American six weeks ago. Everybody loved him. Both his coordinators left for head coaching jobs. 
So are you telling me, you know, Sirianni got that job largely because they had a good 2021 in Indianapolis. So he was kind of supposed to be the brains behind Frank Reich. But now are you telling me that Shane Sykin was the brains behind uh, the offense in Kansas City? Well, he, he's been good here in Indianapolis. So I'm sure everybody's glad we have him. But Sirianni was here a couple of years back as well. So it's, it's one of those situations where, yeah, something happened. A team didn't play well. They got banged up. Uh, A.J. Brown was down, and he was by far their most dominant offensive weapon. Um, this was just a team that fell apart at the end. You have to remember that in any, any sport, any season, you're going to have a team uh, going into the playoffs that is not the same as the team you had at the start of the season. Uh, the Chiefs are where we expected they would be, but it's been not exactly the way we thought it would go. And because of that, they're on the road. That counts for something. But I think this is a situation where they have to figure out what went wrong. How do we fix it? Uh, with Jason Kelsey, uh, as good as he is, we also have to consider that they're, one of their best weapons largely relies on him. That, that uh, brotherly shove uh, is uh, the next guy coming in uh, going to be as good. I mean, Landon Dickerson has a, has a great pedigree. But is he Jason Kelsey? Well, I don't like to comp anybody to a future Hall of Famer, which is what he is. For sure. It's going to be hard to replace. Will Carroll, the injury expert with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. Now also uh, from this weekend uh, in the Rams-Lions game, which was a a fantastic game back and forth, but it it featured a a rough moment where Rams tight end Tyler Higby uh, got hit low uh, and tore the ACL uh, afterward. And uh, of course, that sparked the conversation uh, of, well, what's what's better or what's worse going high or going low on those uh, kind of situations for a safety. It's a, it's a very tough window to try and hit for uh, defensive players, but I just wonder your take on, you know, the, the discourse kind of coming alive again and uh, yeah. coming from a low hit this time. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that was a dirty hit. I think it was an instinctual hit. The, the kind of thing you have when you've got a big man rumbling at you like that, uh, do you wish you could stop it? Yes, but I, I don't think we we can. Um, you know, I don't like head-to-head hits either. Uh, so it, you're right. It's pick your poison. I think in this case, it's one of those unfortunate things. Uh, you don't like to see it. I think maybe the Lions get a little bit worse because Dan Campbell's crazy, made his ankle biters comment. Um, and, and they are going to be a tough physical team in, in the mold he wants. But I don't think this is one of those things that couldn't have happened in any other game on a similar play. So it's unfortunate. Uh, well, it, it, it's really unfortunate for Higby because here at the end of the season, does he have enough time to come back? Yeah, we've seen it. We've seen guys come back very quickly, not miss a game. Uh, we've got new techniques that might help that. So uh, I'll be watching Higby and his rehab process. The Rams of course, Dr. Neil Elitros, their team doctor. They've got a great medical staff. Uh, we saw the the guy come back from the, the, the Achilles. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, but he came back from the Achilles in just, uh, I think it was six months, unlike Aaron Rodgers, who it didn't. Uh, so he's got some advantages built in. For sure. Will Carroll, the injury expert here on the big show, KTGR. What's new at Under the Knife and Fan Buzz these days? Under the knife, we're waiting on somebody to sign. I mean, all the Japanese guys have signed. Uh, apparently, we can only sign Japanese players at this point. Uh, there, there was an under-the-radar signing by the Giants that's maybe going to help them on the field, but probably not. Uh, and I took a look at why peanut butter explains what's happening. So you can uh, check that out at under the knife. 
www.substack.com. Absolutely. Uh, always a great read. Go check it out. It's at uh, Will Carroll's uh, Twitter page as well, at Injury Expert on Twitter, and, of course, fanbuzz.com for football injury info. Will, thanks for coming on the big show. As always, hope all is well. We'll talk again soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Big show is on at 441, KTGR and KTGR.com. Yeah, that's – um. It's interesting how this offseason has gone. I mean, huge names, especially from uh, the international realm that we're all waiting on. And now that they've happened, you almost hope that that sparks a domino effect, but maybe not as much this year. It's interesting. Yeah, it's wild to think about the number of names that are still out there in the market. Um, One of them did just recently sign, and I wonder if it's who Will Carroll might have written about it under the knife. Not 100% sure, but Jordan Hicks signing with the Giants as a starting pitcher, yeah. <laughs> evidently based on what we're hearing, which is fa- it's honestly fascinating to me. It'll be interesting to get a chance to see that play out. But like those are the types of moves that are being made while other maybe bigger names in the starting pitching market haven't moved yet, and guys on the position player side as well. It's been the freeze, I guess, that's taking over uh, the, the Midwest anyway, is extending into Major League Baseball. Not sure, but I, I do hope we see some movement soon because spring training – We'll be here before you know it. It's a month away, right? Yeah, yeah, it's less than a month until pitchers and catchers report, at least for the Cardinals, and you want to have your team in place. Now, the Cardinals, I think, pretty well do. They might add a reliever. That was kind of the temperature I took from from winter warm-up over the weekend. Probably don't expect anything earth-shattering, but it could be a relief pitcher yet to come. But other teams, I mean, they, they could still be in a state of flux. There's a lot of talent still out there to be had. 875-KTGR, call or text us here uh, on the show. We'll go under the bus next. Ooh, the uh, there's Twitter beef now between RG3 and one of his former head coaches. We'll get to that, and uh, we'll talk some Mizzou hoops before uh, we start coverage for that at 5.30 here on The Big Show after this live local sports center. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Got under the bus here in a bit, the sweetest thing in sports coming up, and we'll get to some Mizzou hoops talk. As they take on Alabama tonight, 875-5847 if you want to weigh in on good, bad, and ugly from uh, from the weekend in the NFL and uh, anything else there. So uh, get your calls and your texts in, 875-KTGR, uh, to get your thoughts uh, in on that. We did have um, Birdman uh, call in during the, uh, the break here, trying to get his good, bad, and ugly in. He talked about uh, C.J. Stroud, of course, uh, the, the bad, uh, the Eagles, and... Uh, of course, the the ugly uh, being the uh, the Cowboys defense. He flipped it around, so I just want to get that in with uh, with with uh, with Birdman there. Yeah, I mean the the Cowboys defense was ugly. the The case of there being multiple plays where just a defender's not within thirty yards of the guy who catches the ball is alarming. For me, it was almost more infuriating to watch the Eagles though because they would get into that third and five and they would have the guy basically dead to rights and they wouldn't tackle. They wouldn't wrap up, and then you would have situations like that time and time again where it seemed like, okay, Baker Mayfield's toast, and they just can't get the sack, and he scrambles for a first down. Like, they were they were in the right spots to make plays until suddenly they just didn't make them. That's where I – that almost frustrated me more because the Cowboys, they just weren't even in the right spot. No, like, yeah, it, was it was not even close. It was all schematic, it seemed, for uh, for the Cowboys. And for the Eagles, it was – just want to, and that's where a place you don't want to be, uh, essentially. So we'll see how both those teams uh, respond to those disappointing 
playoff losses over this next week, but um, I don't know if either coaches is, is all that all that safe uh, from from what might be happening there. Eight seven five KTGR if you want to call or text us. It's time to go under the bus on the big show. We've belabored it, but yes, under the bus to the Eagles for last night's performance. Under the bus. Which was probably the most humiliating and shameful and disappointing of the wild card weekends. When you consider, like, all the factors. The Bucks versus the Packers. I think the Packers ascending quarterback, we could look back on that and go, oh, that was just the moment that Jordan Love arrived and we just didn't know it yet. Versus, like... No, no disrespect to Baker, but we kind of know Baker Mayfield, and you, you know they 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 should have done better. They should have handled yeah. that last night, and they didn't even come close. They didn't have a t- they they had gone seven quarters without scoring a touchdown before that game. The Bucks did, and so I don't. I don't oh know my gosh! Just, yeah, I didn't know that stat. Uh, under the bus also during that uh, Eagles and Bucks game, there was a bit of a social media spat between a former head coach and quarterback duo. From the NFL, Jay Gruden, former coach uh, over in Washington, was uh, out tweeting uh, during this uh, during Jalen Hurts getting absolutely slaughtered in the backfield by uh, by the, the defensive line of the Bucks. And Gruden tweeted out, "If I ever put a QB through what Philly is putting Jalen Hurts through, I apologize. Pick up a blitz." Which, oh. pro- which prompted one of Jay Gruden's <laughs> former quarterbacks, Robert Griffin III, to reply to that saying, say what? And he gave a little photo of him kind of like side-eyeing a little bit. Oh, boy. And uh, <laughs> it continued from there. Jay Gruden <laughs> tweeted back at RG3 saying, you weren't prepared, Robert? And... RG3 then says, you told me you didn't know how to coach a quarterback when you could throw and run like me, so it looks like you weren't prepared, Jay. Oh, my god! I mean, this it's got a little bit heated. No punches being pulled, no. I would say. Yeah, they were both wanting to get after each other. It, it sure seemed wow. like they didn't have a, a good relationship back then. And Maybe not. And seemed to have improved at all over time. <laughs> no. At all. I don't think so. Oh my gosh. That's not, yeah, that's not great. Under the bus. So uh, that, w- that was happening last night, too. And also under the bus to Talia Tagovailoa, the younger brother of Tua, of course, and was a Maryland quarterback uh, for the past few seasons. He had entered the transfer portal looking to play somewhere else because he was trying to get one more year of eligibility. He was trying to get a sixth year, essentially, and he applied for a waiver uh, and everything like that. Guess what? NCAA denied it, as they do. Um, well, in but this, in this case, this why case was kind a... of back and forth a little bit. On... I, I'll tell you, I don't think he should have gotten a waiver. Really, a waiver to do what? He played four years in outside of the COVID year. In the COVID year, he played four games. So, like, you got your eligibility from that year the same as anybody who would have gotten the the COVID year wiped out. His just his just happened to be in that same. 2020 season so i don't see any reason he should that's have had not one. that's not what's in question essentially what's in question was the 2019 year when he was actually at alabama where he he technically played in five games he but, did but what he was saying was in one of those games i believe it was against duke he played something like two snaps and there was a question as to whether or not alabama on their end had even logged those snaps or whether they even happened, like it, 
it, it's kind did of galaxy brain stuff play? a little bit. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a technicality. I would have been like, yeah, fine, go ahead and play no, one more year. No, get a job. But, go get a <laughs> job. Well, You're he's a gonna, grown man. He's, he's now declaring for the NFL draft, so that's the job that he's going to try and get. Good. Uh, Good he is projected to, to be picked probably sometime day three, but was wanting to improve his stock a little bit. Probably a mistake by any team. I don't really think he was that good in college, but oh. that's fine. Right. I don't know why. Under I'm the bus. Taking up the position Man. to lead Tagovailoa. Hating here, on but... the Tagovailoas for whatever reason. What are you doing? Hey, no, Tua, me and Tua are cool. But it's just the, it's the brother. I just don't think he's got the chops, I guess. I I don't know. It just uh, I just found out I, I, a moment I mean, he's ago. He's not as that good at his, as his brother. His brother was great in college, and he, and yep. Talia was fine, but no, too bad. It's time for the sweetest thing in sports on the Big Show. Sweetest thing is with our friends at the Candy Factory. Celebrate those January birthdays with delicious handmade chocolates and candies from the Candy Factory in downtown Columbia. You deserve a January celebration. Online at thecandyfactoryonline.com. Yo, I, it's kind of soured by how the game went yesterday. But if this is Jason, and Jason Kelsey, it sure seems uh, all indications toward that he's retiring. He told his teammates that, according to the reports. And so that looks to be it for him. But it ends a career that I think is is absolutely, as Will Carroll described it, Hall of Fame worthy. And I think a lot of it might get overshadowed by who his brother is. He himself has created one of the greatest careers that an NFL center has had. And I think he deserves great recognition for that. It's always a position group that doesn't get their due, right? Offensive line. But to do what he's done as a center for as long as he's done it, Absolutely, he's a Hall of Famer. So I, I just feel like there's no question about that in the way that that should be. So, yeah, I to me, he's absolutely deserving of being a Hall of Famer, and I don't think it'll take long to get him in there once he's you know qualified to do so. Yeah, we'll see uh, as uh, things go along. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it should take very long. Maybe one, two years to, uh, to get him in. We'll see for sure. Uh, 875-KTGR if you want to. Call or text us here. We've got about a half hour left in the show, so we'll spend it talking some Mizzou hoops with you. When can this losing skid stop for this uh, this Tiger team as uh, they get set to take on Alabama tonight with a 6 o'clock tip-off? It'll be a, uh, a tough road game, but uh, yeah, the Tigers somehow find a surprise because in order to climb back into these standings, they're going to have to pull off a few surprises. We'll talk some Mizzou hoops, and then we'll get to the Pre-game coverage starting at 5.30 for the Tigers as they take on the Tide on the road this evening. That's next here on The Big Show.